0: Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you
3: what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape.
0: Okay, so here's the deal, he's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyoncé hey a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stugas, and this is Stupadity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome in to
3: another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world. Thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We are brought to you by DraftKings. There's a lot of football on this weekend, but football is not the biggest event on the sports calendar this weekend. The heavyweight championship of the world, boxing. Boxing is back. Tyson Fury is James Wilder. Did I say that right, Bill? No. Uh, Deontay. Oh, Deontay. I'm thinking of a running back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who? (laughs) James Wilder. Yeah. You don't think he was a running back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What's happening right now? I have no idea. The Heavyweight Championship of the World, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. It's going to be an epic match. We have Tyson Fury. I'm not going to take a lot of time here. All I can tell you is that a shirtless Mikey A <laughs> and myself are going to interview Tyson Fury as he takes on Wilder this Saturday night. It's on pay-per-view. It is wildly entertaining. Let's get right to it. James Wilder! I told you. What would you unearth about James
1: Wilder? So... You said that Tyson Fury was fighting James Wilder. Yes. Which is weird because we were in discussions to have Deontay Wilder on this episode also. So Mm -hmm. we would have had both of them on. That would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. But you just said he's fighting James Wilder.
3: Yes, the uh, the old running back from the Buccaneers. That's
1: another thing that you keep saying. You say that he was a Buccaneers running back. He was never on the Buccaneers. Oh. He was born in Tampa. I oh. don't know why you would know that. I think it might just be coincidental. What teams did he play for? He played for the Bengals, the Bills, the Argonauts, the Alouettes, and the Elks. Huh. Hmm.
3: Good player, though. Well, I mean, the Argonauts, Alouettes, and Elks make me... He was so good, they booted him to Canada. Check James Wilder Jr. Oh, he's still on the Elks. Really? Yeah. Well, get him on. (laughs) Check out James Wilder Sr. Is that Jr. or Sr.? This is Jr. Oh, you know what? Are you thinking of Sr., maybe? Sr., yes. Uh, Sr. played for the Bucks. And that's why juniors from Tampa. Yeah, we're all it's all coming together now, Phil. <laughs> Except that Tyson Fury is Isn't not fighting, fighting James them, Wilder, senior or junior. No. <laughs> Deontay Wilders, who he's fighting. I just need before I get to to Tyson Fury, who's shirtless, and Mikey A, who was also shirtless. I need to uh, I need to know if James Wilder, senior, played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He did. All right. Yeah. Vindication. <laughs> but he's not fighting Tyson Fury. No, okay. no. and neither's Junior. And his son's still in Canada. Yeah, as far as I know. <laughs> Hiring again? Zip Recruiter finds top talent for you. Try for free at ziprecruiter.com slash stupod. That's ziprecruiter.com slash stupod, S-T-U-P-O-D. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Let's get to Tyson Fury. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975 and we still haven't settled it. I have been enjoying ice-cold Miller Lights for as long as I can remember. In fact, I enjoyed some over the weekend. As the Knicks beat the Sixers in advance of the second round, me and my friends, we sat around, we celebrated. With ice-cold Miller Lights, what did we do? We made fun of Joel Embiid. Ah, oh, I love it, the Knicks. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Light delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew. <laughs> were you trying to get me to take my shirt off
2: <laughs> yeah come on mike get your shirt off mike no mike embrace okay. you embrace <laughs> you mike embrace yourself Mikey,
3: yeah when the champ asks you to take your fucking shirt off you know what you do you take right. your shirt off right. all right well take You're it right. off thank right. you yeah
2: Go on, Mikey!
3: Go on, Mike!
2: You're right. Now we're cooking
3: with gas! You're right. Now we're cooking with you right. Oh, my God. Like, Tyson, why, I imagine you never have a shirt on, but why now? Just out of curiosity, why Why are we shirtless? Right now?
2: I've had to... Um, I always have no shirt on because I'm proud of being a fat bastard. And <laughs> I just want to show the world that, you know, no matter how big the belly is or how big the love handles are, be proud of it. You know, embrace yourself. You're a <laughs> hero to us all. <laughs> yes. Not everybody can be body beautiful and have six packs and ripped up. And, you know, there's genetics. and right. Some people are built chubby and some people are not and i'm one of those big guys waiting to come out i've been 400 pounds before and i would have been 600 pounds if i wouldn't have stopped eating so it's very easy to put weight on and very hard to get wait, it off unfortunately wait That's tyson world, do you
3: think early on like people took you lightly because of your physique because of your build? they don't now because you're the baddest boxer on the planet but do you think people took you lightly
2: yeah, I've always been fat. Like I've always had big love handles, and I've always been flabby and chubby. And people think, oh, he doesn't train, he doesn't put the work in. I let him round the body in full, but they found out over the last 13 years that it's pretty impossible to, to do that to me because I'm very fit for a fat fucker.
3: <laughs> Here's my problem right now. It's not you being shirtless. It's my fucking producer being shirtless. <laughs> I can't unsee it, and I know you can't either. Like we're gonna be scoring for uh, like, I like it. This is oh, what men look like, Stu.
2: <laughs> this is what men look like. Yeah, this is the men what look like in the real world. You know, they should have they should have Mike on the front of GQ magazine
3: because this is
2: what men, real everyday men, look like.
3: Wilder, your
2: everyday man ain't got a ten pack and going to the gym seven days a week. Your everyday man has a normal dad bod. You know,
3: embrace it. Wilder. Fury Saturday, October 9th on pay per view. Tyson Fury with us right now. I think, Mikey, just because listen, you asked him to take off his shirt. He has a similar physique to you, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, I think, Mikey, not maybe not this fight, but a future fight, he needs to be in your corner. Tyson, can we make that happen? Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, you know, I'm all I'm all up for
2: people being in this corner. Yes. No <laughs> shirts.
3: <on. laughs> Are you in your house right now?
2: yeah i'm in the house right now oh my yeah
3: god do you have a boxing ring in the house i'm certain you do right
2: uh no i don't actually no i um there's there's quite a couple of boxing gyms that i use that's only local to me okay um so yeah i don't have one inside what i found out with a lot of people that i i know who have like their own gym in the house or for instance, say they have their own pill in the house or whatever, they rarely use it. And it's an excuse for me to get out the house, away from the kids, away from the wife, and have a little alone time. Because I believe every man who's got a family needs that maybe an hour a day yeah. away from all that. Yeah. Where where he can be, where he can be on his own and think and do work out whatever he needs to do. I think it's very important to have a little bit of alone time sometimes.
3: Um, no, I, I totally agree with you. On a serious note, what a story, Tyson. I had two daughters, they were both born prematurely. You were born prematurely. Yeah. Really? The doctors told your yeah. parents that it was very unlikely you were going to live, and here you are, wa- Tyson. Think about this story, man. This is like movie making stuff. Crazy, isn't it? Here you it are, it's like a movie. Yeah, I mean, the doctors say, "Eh, probably not going to live." I'm certain they didn't say it like that. That would be indelicate, right? And here you are now, the heavyweight champion of the world. Like, what a story, Tyson.
2: Great, great story, and I'm sure there'll be a movie on it one day, for sure.
3: You're going to make it. You control that, right? I know somebody who could play you. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) But have you really, like, have you taken the time to really sit down and think about where you came from and where you are right now? Because it really is fascinating.
2: Sometimes, uh, John, you can get caught up in it, when it's, especially when it's you. Right you almost take it for granted and you don't have that time to sit back and realise that look at the bigger picture and think, you know what, from where I started and where I am today, the story, especially my story, have been ups and downs, roller coasters, I've been out and down and out, I've been everything um, to get back to where I am today. And I, I recently sat down and thought about all the ups and downs and the, the career stop and start and everything else that's gone on in between. And I'm so thankful to God on a daily basis that I wake up and I'm healthy and I'm so happy that for the career i've had and the amount of work i've put in over the years and sometimes people say to me oh you're lucky tyson and i say lucky shut the fuck up i've worked my ass off i work harder than anybody i know i'm up in the morning earliest time before anybody and i train to the latest you know i've worked so so hard for this over the years and nothing in life is given for free especially if you want to be successful I see some of these successful um, speech people, they sit down and do interviews like Jeff Bazaars and um, people like that. Warren Buffett and for instance, guys. And they all say the same thing. Like nothing's ever given in life. If you wanna be successful, then you gotta be prepared to give everything one million percent and then times it by a billion, and then you might be successful at the end of that.
3: I love this man because it's
2: gonna take a lot of hard work.
3: Yep. I love this man's energy and his story. Tyson Fury with us here. Odd Stupidity, Wilder Fury, Saturday, October 9th, on pay-per-view. Tyson, again, the story is incredible, but you just mentioned your day waking up early. Take us through a day of Tyson Fury. When you're in max training, take us through a day and what that looks like.
2: Okay, so a day of Tyson Fury in training, max training to a day of Tyson Fury without training is totally it's totally totally different. So I'll give you a okay. training one when I'm in peak training camp. So I'll be up at I'll be up at 6 a.m. in the morning, I'll have a coffee, I'll have breakfast, and then I'll go to the gym. I'll be in the gym for about nine or ten depends on what I'm doing that day if I'm doing strength conditioning that day it might be 9 a.m if I'm boxing it'll be 10. So I'll train for a couple of hours come back I'll have my lunch uh relax recover very boring mundane stuff and then at four o'clock in the afternoon again I go to the gym and I'll do boxing work I'll be in the gym for two hours grueling hours it might be sparring it might be pad work it might be anything to do with boxing I'll come back, take a shower, have my tea, relax, recover, um, watch some TV, get to bed early. Around about 9 p.m., I'm gone, fallen asleep on the sofa. And then the next day, I'll do exactly the same thing. And imagine doing that for like 10 weeks at a time, 12 weeks at a time, and then I'll have maybe a few days off and then go into another training camp because I figured out that if I keep myself stimulated with training, then I don't mentally spiral out of control without the training. Um, so that, that's how I live my life. Like a sort of like a Spartan routine, military, um, routine type.
3: Of I, I actually on. can't imagine it. And that's Mikey A's every day without the gym. I mean, <laughs> just, 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 so we're clear. So, so what's a day look like when you're not max training? Like, how is it different?
2: Totally different. So when I'm not in training camp, away from my family, away from everything, when I go into training camp, I bury myself alive. I don't see anybody. I don't go online. I don't do social media. I don't do nothing. I just go in training camp and i'm away tucked away for a few months away from the world i don't get involved in anything that's going outside i strict in training camp i eat sleep drink boxing that's it but when i'm not in training camp it's back to being a dad of six kids that's right um back to being a full-time hands-on father like a nappy changer like a shitty nappy changer <laughs> uh, dropping the kids off in school right. picking them up uh, breakfast, walk, family days out, swimming lessons, whatever you think, whatever you can think of that a dad would do, as well as picking dog shit up.
3: What's the most difficult thing about being a father, Tyson?
2: I think keeping your eye on the kids 24 hours a day. It's
3: hard. Six of them, too, um, right?
2: We don't have any help. It's just me and my wife. We don't have any nannies or any babysitters or anything like that. Right. We do all ourselves. And, you know, it's very difficult. After running around after kids and picking up after them all day and running. When they go in one room, you clean that up, then they do the next room. It's just a non-stop conveyor belt of running around after kids. And then they go to bed, and you get a little bit relaxed, and you up the next day, do the same thing. But it's um, it's hard. It's really hard. And if you take your eyes off kids for a oh, second, God. they can go and jump in a a, a pond of water and drown you in ten seconds, or get run over by a car, or eaten by a beast, or or something. So it's very difficult being a parent. It's a full-time job for sure.
3: Uh, It really is. But probably I would would imagine being a parent myself, but never being the heavyweight champion of the world, never (laughs) winning anything. I would imagine more gratifying being a parent than being a, a great boxer, right?
2: For sure. I would much rather be in a training camp getting beat the shit out of every daily basis to look after them kids all year round. It's very, very difficult. Tyson it's very And it's mentally draining as well. It's mentally draining. Oh, I know. I know. I, I, they never stop. Right. They're bouncing around all day. They're like they're on um, caffeinated drinks all day. I don't know what goes on. Well, let
3: me be the one that breaks the news to you, Tyson. I'm pretty certain you could afford the help.
2: The one thing is with it all, employing help is, it means bringing a total stranger you don't know into your family. Yeah. Um, and if something goes wrong, then who am I going to blame? Right. Just, for instance, say they take one of the kids or they steal stuff out of the house. I don't know. Not everyone's the same, but it does happen now and again. Sure. And I don't want to be one of those statistics where two kids got taken, held a ransom or something. You know, not that it happens every day in England, but it has happened before. And, and when it's family, you just don't want to take them risks. I'd rather do it myself. I'd rather get sent mad up the wall knowing that I'm doing it, the job myself and letting someone else take care of my kids. And I'm proud of being a hands-on dad, you know. Yeah. Very proud of yeah, it. It, it. It's the highlight of my day. Mm-hmm. When I'm not in training camp, I obviously train every day as well. So, But I really look forward to getting up in the morning, getting the kids dressed, taking them to school, going straight to the gym after that, coming back, picking them up from school, taking them out to the park or ever playing with them, and then going to the gym again in the evening. It, it's It's a very, very hard, hard work. And, you know, for all these full-time parents out there, I absolutely do not envy you guys. You do a fantastic job. And <laughs> it's probably the hardest job in the world anyone could do. I'd rather do 10 fights back-to-back <laughs> than have to look after the kids every day all day. And all these teachers, kindergarten teachers and right. stuff, they need to pay rise times yes. 10.
3: pay the teachers, sanitize them. Pay, the, pay teachers. the teachers. You want good teachers, pay them money, you know? That's what you got to do. Yes, WBC heavyweight world champion Tyson Fury with us. He is taking on Deontay Wilder Saturday, October 9th on pay-per-view. When did you know that you were going to do this for a living? When did Tyson Fury know this is it? This is what I'm doing?
2: Yeah, I was almost born for this type of stuff. I I knew I'd be the heavyweight champion of the world from a little kid. People dream of being a police officer or a fireman or a golf player or a soccer player or whatever, baseball. Me, I only dreamed of being a boxer. I wanted to be a heavyweight champion my whole life. And um, I started boxing at a young age all the way through. And even as an amateur boxer, I always knew I'd be heavyweight champion of the world. So as soon as I turned professional, it was a full-time job for me. Um, Yeah, I I turned pro at like 20 years old um, and it became a full-time job. Uh, It's a lifetime uh, process, a lifetime ambition to do this and become a heavyweight champion of the world. A lot of times it never comes true. The fairy tale doesn't end happily but in my case uh it's ended as a fairy tale ending and i'm still riding that roller coaster of um of dreams
3: you were uh, you were named after mike tyson and so i'm wondering what what yeah. was it like to have mike tyson a guy that you were named after a guy you probably idolize a bit uh having him ringside when you beat deontay
2: wilder it's kind of crazy because you growing up you know you're named after mike tyson but You know you're going to be a heavyweight champion, but you never think you're going to meet like legendary Mike Tyson. And then when I get phone calls from Mike Tyson and vice versa, now when it's like, oh my God, every time Mike phones, it's like, Mike Tyson's calling me. (laughs) Do you have a friendship with him? yeah i have a, a good friendship with mike um really nice guy you know uh, i met him quite a lot of times we have had a lot of conversations very very knowledgeable boxing guy he's had a lot of ups and downs in his career and life and he's come out the other side doing well and you know you have to be proud of people do you
3: like have that. a good tyson story like is there a great story that you have
2: from mike that you could share with us yeah um, when i went on mike's podcast I, I... the hot boxing thing wow, yeah. we talked some shit. We did. We really did.
3: <laughs> Give me an example. Oh, we was talking, talking
2: about everything. Everything from like drugs to whatever you want. <laughs> it was crazy.
3: <laughs> but, um, Where can I hear that?
2: <laughs> it's not a it's, it's, it's Mike Tyson uh, hot boxing podcast with Tyson Fury. So check it out. Um, another time I, I was in Las Vegas with my family going in a shopping center and I saw a sign saying Mike Tyson in this shop at 12 o'clock. I'm like, is that today? I was like, Mike Tyson's in the shopping centre, so I said, come on, let's go get a picture with Mike. So we goes to this like memorabilia shop, and they big kill people lining up outside to go in there, take a picture, sign an autograph type of thing. So I walks in, and I crease behind the curtain, and I goes, hey, Mike! And he jumps up, and he goes, champ, nice to see you! I says, okay, bring the kids and get a picture. He's like, yeah, yeah, bring the kids and get a picture, champ. Really nice guy, I got a lot of time for Mike Tyson.
3: Tyson Fury in his prime, Mike Tyson in his prime. Who wins? You know, I
2: don't like to ever compare myself to any boxers from the past. So I always just say the guy from the past because I think it's disrespectful and rude. For me to say me or whoever else. So whoever those guys are from the past, they'd all kick my ass.
3: (laughs) Wilder Fury, Saturday, October 9th, pay-per-view. The champ with us, Tyson Fury. We'll get you out of here in just a second. Where did your love of singing come from? Where did your love of singing come from, Tyson? You know,
2: I always uh, grew up around singing and stuff. And I was always intrigued by by singing and singing a cappella, and i used to go to like bars and stuff and i'd hear all these people singing with a few drinks and i thought you know what i like i like to listen to that sort of stuff so i made it a bit of a thing where after every fight that i'd sing songs and, stuff and- it's almost become um, like a ritual now where people expect me to sing songs. And it's different, you know, where you get a heavyweight champion of the world, winning fights, kicking ass, and then singing songs afterwards. It's crazy. <laughs> What's your go-to? Like, Do you go to karaoke bars? Sometimes, sometimes. If, I, if, I, okay. if I'm out do you have if a- I'm out on a drink, which is quite rarely these days, um, good. then I, I, if there was a karaoke on, then I'd grab the mic and do a song, whatever. But I don't have really a go-to song at all, whatever comes into my mind at the time.
3: But American Pie is a song that you have sang publicly, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I even
2: had um, a message from Don McLean. So, yeah, I was quite proud um,
3: Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's the coolest person Tyson Fury's met because, well, because he's Tyson Fury.
2: <laughs> I've met a lot of cool people in my life. And I've met everybody from, like, actors to big sports stars to to rappers to singers to uh, actors. Whatever you want, like, um. But I, I'd actually say the most, the coolest person i met is Mike Tyson because man's a legend, for one, and everybody in the world knows he's Mike Tyson. He's one of the most famous people on the planet. Even like yeah. 20, 30 years after he's finished boxing, That's everybody incredible. still knows yeah. him. And the fact that I'm named after the guy, and we got on so well.
3: What do you make of the state of boxing? And what I mean by that is you're fantastic. Your fight's with Deontay Wilder. Fantastic. But... A lot of former boxers, they're grabbing at money. They're going, you know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul. So, what? well, let's start there. What do you make of what Logan Paul and Jake Paul are doing? Does It, it must enrage well, you, no? To
2: be honest with you, I get asked this question quite a bit, and the answer that gives quite – people are quite shocked by it. But I actually like the fact that you've got these YouTube guys and TikTokers and famous people, whether they're basketballers, footballers, actors, whatever, they want to come to boxing and – on box and stuff. Um, it brings millions of viewers to my sport, which for me is, hasn't always been glitz and glamour and Las Vegas lights and all that. There's been a hard yep. way of coming yep. up, like starting from the bottom at the small all shows all the way right up to the glamour lights of Las Vegas. So it's been a long journey. Um, and you gain fans as you go along. You gain a few people here and there. But for these guys to sure. bring like 20 million followers and people, viewers to boxing overnight, that's good for young guys coming through, like young boxers who coming starting at the bottom, waking their way up. Because just say that these, these YouTube people, they bring a couple of million random kids to, to boxing to watch it. Then maybe they might be introduced to boxing for the first time because of these, these famous people. And then they might like it and then buy another pay-per-view for, for like the real boxers. So I think it's good. I right. think anyone who can bring eyes to a business or a boxing, or a sport is doing well because there's always that opportunity that those the viewers that they have might watch other fights as right. well. And yeah. it only grows the sport. I know a lot of people are infuriated with the fact that you've got these guys just coming into boxing, selling out arenas, making millions of dollars and doing lots of buys on pay-per-view. But these guys have obviously had to work hard to get that following in the beginning. They didn't just get it for free overnight. It didn't happen like that, just like anyone doesn't. So, you know, if they want to bring it to my sport, then fantastic. And if they're gonna do these little fights and stuff, then you know, one of them sold out like a sixteen, seventeen thousand seater recently. And, you know, you get world world champions who can't do that. I don't think Deontay Wilder no. could sell a seventeen thousand seater out in his hometown.
3: <laughs> Definitely not.
2: It's not, I don't think. I know
3: he I'm, couldn't. <laughs> all right, two quick ones. Your people want me to get you out of here and that's fine. Yeah. Wilder Fury, Saturday, October 9th, pay-per-view. I'm going to ask you to pump up that fight in a second, but we have two soccer snobs, U.S. soccer snobs, who are our producers on our main show, me and uh, Dan Levitard. And I want you to tell you're a big soccer fan, you love England, tell them, because I've been telling them for years, that U.S. soccer is dead. Please, just send the message to Mike Ryan and Chris Whittingham and tell them that I'm right, that U.S. soccer is indeed dead and will never be good at this sport.
2: Well, to answer that question, I don't remember when U.S. soccer was ever alive. Ha! Yes! But it is. I, I do believe that U.S. soccer is a growing thing. A few years ago, maybe 15 years ago, it was a dead sport. Like, but I recently went to David Beckham's club into Miami um, to watch, and it was fantastic. There was loads of fans there, a good few thousand people there, a lot of support from the local area. So... Obviously, in England, it's a national sport, and everybody supports football, whether it's Manchester United, City, Liverpool, the big London clubs, the world famous teams. But I think America is only starting to grow soccer in the last 10 15 years so it's a small sport here but i do believe it's growing and i do believe it could be a a major sport here in america in the future for sure remember the gypsy king said that remember i said that soccer could be a major player in the united states within the next 20 years
3: i will remember that uh all right pump up the fight you and wilder saturday october 9th pay-per-view what are you going to do
2: it's not that i need to pump it up you got Two of the best heavyweights in the world um, having a trilogy, which there hasn't been a trilogy in heavyweight division since the 90s, since uh, Van der Holyfield and Riddick um, I've had two good fights with Deontay Wilder so far. One won one by knockout and drew one by robbery. So we're going to put the, the record totally straight. So it'll be a 3-0 victory to the Gypsy King. Um, he's got a lot to say over the last... 18 months. He's called me everything from a bald-headed bastard to a cheater, um, to a fight fixer, to a glove cheater, to a man who fixed his costume. I don't know everything that a man could ever think of within his own dream world in his head. Deontay Wilder has uh, accused me of. So we're going to see if what he's learned from all this, and we're going to see if he can back up his actions. He says he's going to knock me out inside the first six rounds, and his life depends on it. And everything else. So we're going to really see if he can back up his words. Don't forget he's had. 45 fights only lost one knocked out 43 so he's a major player in the game um and i believe i'm gonna knock him out so we will see
3: yeah the first two fights have been fantastic last thing would you rather lose than have a draw <laughs>
2: like, would you, how does that uh, the drawing and you were and you were robbed yeah, by the, the way you were robbed, the drawing okay. type of thing i've learned that here in america we don't do draws you either win or you lose
3: <laughs> no we don't like exactly in England, right. yeah. in
2: England you can get like a tie in soccer or any any sporting right. game, you can get a tie. But I recently learned over here that there is no ties. You either win or you lose, apart from boxing, really. Yep. So, yeah, I'm glad that we got the opportunity to put it straight. But um, all jokes aside, both men have been training really hard for this fight. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be explosive fireworks for the amount of time the fight's going to last, whether it's me or him. Somebody is going down.
3: All right. Saturday, October 9th, pay-per-view, buy it. First two fights have been amazing. The third certainly is going to be amazing. Tyson, we all lost today because we had to look at Mikey A shirtless for 20 I thought, minutes. I okay. thought Mikey
2: yeah. uh, <laughs> Mikey was looking sexy there on camera. Keep, I was. keep doing right. it so for reason, the dab of the world, Mikey.
3: We have a deal in yes, place. Sir. When you when you beat Wilder, your next fight, <laughs> Mikey A is one of your corner men. Okay? Yes. Shirtless. <laughs> all the best, guys. All
2: all right. Take it easy.
1: James Wilder Sr., pro bowler. Yeah, yeah. what did I tell you? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Second team all pro. 1984, big year for what was James it, Wilder Sr. What did he do that year? When he made the pro bowl, he was second all team. That's a big year. Right? 6,000 career rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. You want to apologize? Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Okay. Wilder. Uh, um, even though you should be apologizing to Deontay for thinking his name was James. You're 100% correct. I, I should be apologizing for you for not being prepared. We've done a disservice to all the Wilders. We I have. Think. Yes. James Sr., James Jr., Deontay. Who's the big Charlotte. winner? Who's? I think
3: James Wilder Sr., though, is the big winner, right? I mean, I mean, it's not Deontay. Well, Deontay could win the fight, then he would be the big winner. But in terms of this podcast and this discussion, James Wilder Sr., you went from thinking that guy did not exist to, like, Oh, wow. Good football player. Yeah. Yeah. Winner? Big winner. James Wilder Sr. <laughs> All this would have made sense if we if we had James Wilder on. Yeah. Next or, week? Yeah, yes. And his son. Well, together. no. Next
1: week we have actually Tim Simmons. Oh, wow. Tim Simmons. Timothy Simmons from Veep. I should have asked you if you remember who we're having on next week to see. I remember. Yeah. You sent me his number. Yeah. Have you texted him yet? 15 times. Really? Playing golf. When are you playing golf? When I get out to LA or he gets down here? Mm. Super Bowl week. So never. Super Bowl week. You're not going to the Super Bowl next year. I'm not or we're not? We're not. You're not, though. <laughs> Do you think you're going to go? I miss Radio Row. I'm just going to say it now. I know that this, this episode Did we have Deontay Wilder on Radio Row? We did. We did. He <laughs> was
3: huge. Is that the time where we had him on and we pushed our chair? You called him James. <laughs> Senior. <laughs> Stupidity. <coughs> I'm joking on a beat it. Keep it all in. I really am joking on that kind bar.